Hello Blazers, welcome to episode 97 of UAB Green and Told, original debut Monday, May 8th, 2023. Through this podcast, we're given the chance to share stories from members of the UAB community. Want to listen to previous episodes? We can be found at alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold on Spotify or the Apple Podcast app. And while there, leave a written review so more alums can find us. I'm Greg Berry, a UAB alum and director of communications in the Office of Alumni Affairs. For Potterheads, they're well aware that May 2nd is International Harry Potter Day. Armed with round glasses, knobbly knees, and a lightning bolt scar, the young wizard has captured the hearts of people around the world, including here at UAB. Today's podcast guests, Dr. Barbara Way and Anita Dolwitz, have discovered how to use Harry and his friends in the classroom, having created a course in the Class School of Business on leadership. And they get so into it, and it doesn't take them very long before they realize, like, oh my God, I, I can understand this. I can understand this theory because it makes so much sense in this world that I'm familiar with. Their students have to be Harry Potter fans, whether it's from flipping through the pages of J.K. Rowling's books or what they've seen on the big screen. And as they'll share, there are differences between the two. I tell students often about Ron being isn't the dweeb that the movies make him out to be. And Harry isn't the nice guy that the movies tend to, you know, hmm paint him as being. Harry's world may not be the last of leadership classes taught in unique ways. Dr. Wei and Annetta have begun kicking around a course that jumps into the Marvel Universe, utilizing heroes like Iron Man, Captain Marvel, and the Black Panther as discussion points. All of them display horrid leadership skills or really good leadership skills, right? From the courage and loyalty of Harry Potter and his friends to the dark ambition of Voldemort, the Potterverse offers characters and plot lines that uncover timeless lessons of leadership. Dr. Barbara Way and Annetta Dolwitz have both become Potterheads as fans of the popular series. While their passion for Harry Potter has brought him into the classroom, the course's origins can be traced to the first encounter with the wizarding world he belongs in. A friend of ours who was living in Arizona said, oh my God, you've got to read the series. And Barbara and I are like, what? What series? And so it wasn't until we saw the movie, yes. first movie, the first movie when it came out. So God, Harry Potter had been out in England and the United States easily for five to seven years. Wow. Yeah, easily been out. And all of a sudden, Barbara like, oh, this is what she's talking about. Oh, maybe we should. And so all of a sudden, we couldn't put the books down. And But for me, I love audiobooks. And so if you haven't read the series or had the series read to you, Jim Dow. So, Greg, given the secret you gave us, you need to have the books read to you. Jim Dow okay. actually has yeah. won Guinness Book of World Records for the most unique voices in this series. And he narrates yeah, all great. of it. And it's fantastic to listen to. Um, and so for prepping our class... I'm the one who pays attention to the books because I just listen to them on Audible. Barbara goes back to the movie series, so she's really versed in the movie series. I'm more versed in the books. So when okay. it comes to class, we get to tease the students because, of course, the, the directors had to make, especially as the series goes on and the books get thicker, they had to make decisions. And so I tell students often about Ron being isn't the dweeb that the movies make him out to be. And Harry isn't the nice guy that the movies tend to, you know, hmm. paint him as being. Um, and so I'm like, well, would it change your opinion if you knew that the book actually says? And so we have them really explore 
and take away from what the movie Hollywood makes, or in this case, Warner Brothers makes, and what was written by the author. And in, 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 so we have them analyze those things that way. Basically, you brought Hogwarts, in a way, to UAB. What was kind of the process and thinking in making a course around Harry Potter, his friends, and this magical world? My chair at the time, Molly Wasco, who's now associate dean, this has been years back, and she said, you know, she charged uh, the faculty in the department and said, hey, think of something that we can offer students that is unique, gives them a great education, plays to things that would interest them. So I thought at the time about Harry Potter and management, that I could I could teach any topic in management with the Harry Potter books. You know, so that kind of came and went, nothing happened with it. And then, you know, the, it one semester, I looked at my schedule and I was missing a course. So I was, I think I was scheduled to teach two classes. We we're supposed to teach three. So there was a missing course. So Molly at the time said, well, do you want to teach whatever it was that already existed? Um, and I would just, you know, essentially run it. Or do you want to try something different? And so at that point, you know, the, the Harry Potter management came up and Molly suggested, well, why don't you connect it with leadership since that's really what the business school is about is leadership. Um, our honors program is about, you know, focusing on leadership. So it came, um, came the opportunity to fill a, a course. So we went with um, Harry Potter and connecting it with leadership. And, you know, I, I got Annette involved because I know Annette loves the books and she's really excellent at making those connections between the books and business and um, her interest in, in team-based learning uh, just all came together and clicked really well. But it made perfect sense. You have four houses, so you have four teams. And of course, the students who are knowledgeable are like, oh, I get to sort myself in my own house. And we're like, yeah. no, the sorting hat sorts you. And so we literally, they literally get sorted. And the first year we taught it was hysterical. Everybody hated Hufflepuff. Everybody. They're <laughs> like, we don't want Hufflepuff as an option. So we removed Hufflepuff. The next year, they tried it again. And so we said, I'll tell you what. You get to draw from the hat again and you get whoever the hat gives you. They got Hufflepuff again. And we said, apparently you are Hufflepuff. And so, um, you know, it's been fun to watch Hufflepuff always get picked on for whatever reason. But the last couple of years that we taught, people were really excited about being sorted into Hufflepuff. And I think Fantastic Beasts yeah. helped with that, quite honestly. The first time that this course was offered, I'm guessing that it's sold out. Basically, everybody enrolled in it as soon as they could, and you had no more seats available. Was that the case, or did it take a little bit to catch on? Now, one of the issues I think we run in at UAB is how do you get the word out? Well, I'm a faculty member. That's not my bailiwick. I don't know how to, you know, unless I'm walking through a bill, every building on campus with a sign in my back that says, hey, we're offering, you know, Harry Potter uh, in the business school with leadership, I don't know how you get the word out. You know, so the the word gets out in the business school, but even there, it's not, you know, 100% of the people that know. 
And we aren't the first to do a Harry Potter class at UAB. Yeah. English, English, yeah. English offered the first one and she was brilliant with us. And as soon as Barb saw it, she's like, no, we've got to do this, you know, with, with it. We've, we've got to move forward with it. And so uh, it would be interesting to find out what her experience has been trying, trying to fill it because of, of this communication issue that seems to happen. You're in the business school. It's going to be business centric. But do you see kids from across the entire campus, from different schools, enrolling in this course and learning things about leadership? We've had people from different areas across the campus. But again, medical psychology they business. They don't know yeah. that it's they here. don't know that it's here. Yeah. Sure. And they don't know that you know there's no prereqs to get in. So it's not like you have to be a business major or a business minor. It's not like you had to have a business course or a management course to get in the class. My objective was to use this class to expose everybody to, you know, leadership, major leadership. and and having it connect to a world where everybody could relate to and, you know, they could get excited about it. Um, but again, it's, you know, I don't know how we get the word out. Do you think the vast majority of students that are in this class are Harry Potter fans or do you get a mix? Uh, no, they have to be Harry Potter fans because the expectation is they either have to be familiar with the books and or the movies. Unlike the English course that was offered, you know, they came in, read the books. So you're, you're sort of from square one. We don't have the luxury of you read the books during the semester and, and we do this. I suppose we, we could pull that off. We just, we, but, but we, there's so many, you know, like you said, your kids are into it. There are so many people that have read these books, uh, young people. Um, so they get to college, they're familiar with it. You know, are they Harry Potter experts? Not necessarily. Some of them definitely are. Oh yeah, some of them know it way better than we do. But yeah, they they come into the class. They have to have a, a an understanding of the Harry Potter world, either via the books, via the movies, or both. Now we had one student who simply wanted the course, and she okay. wasn't familiar. And we had a phenomenal time. She turned out to be one of our best students. Uh, we gave her the cliff notes uh, that she needed to go through, and just and she started watching the movies. I mean, she got hooked. She loved it so much. So we learned that if you're willing as a student, if you want this class enough and you're willing to do the cliff notes with it in the study guide that Barbara had, that it, it ended up, we went, okay, we're good with this. We'd be willing to let someone else in the class who's willing to do that. And we had people who were like, oh, cool. It's a, you know, it's a blow off class. I get to read the books. And, and the first thing we say is no, you know, if you're here because you think you're going to watch the movies and you're going to be reading the books, you, you need to go talk to your advisor. With all the characters in Harry Potter, which is the one that is focused on perhaps the most? So what we do is we handicap them. Okay. Um, and the reason for handicapping them is so that they learn the nuances of the leadership. That's what's important to us, is that you, you, you learn the nuances of each of these leadership theories and the characteristics that you're looking for. So they only get to use Harry and Dumbledore a couple of times. Um, we'll even we'll even handicap them with Voldemort and say, no, you're not allowed to. Those three are out. 
So you've got to go through and really look at it. And so there are so many characters. We have a cheat sheet for them. So all the characters, their descriptions, so that they can remember who all the characters are. Um, so the answer is we don't let the big three get talked about often. Um, we're a little bit more relaxed about Armani and, and Ron a lot of the time, but we've got collaborative leadership in there and collective leadership. And in that instance, you need to be able to talk about Ron, Harry and Hermione um, and Dumbledore's army or the Death Eaters. And so in those instances, it is appropriate to bring up major characters and explore how that leadership style is displayed through their actions. You guys sent me a project proposal, Harry Potter Academic Conference mission. Talk a little bit about that and and what you're hoping to facilitate with this service learning project. So um, in my nonprofit entrepreneurship um, course that I'm teaching this semester, I, I at the service learning project has always worked with a nonprofit partner. And it just so happens that the Harry Potter Academic Conference is an academic is a, is a nonprofit within a nonprofit school, um, uh, Chestnut Hill College. And so what's cool about this project, I, I promise I'll go back, is that yeah. we're coordinating with three colleges. We're coordinating with our class at UAB. We're coordinating with folks from Ches, uh, Chestnut Hill up in Pennsylvania. And we're coordinating with people from Chapman University, one of their students who created a project and her professor to as an option for the students to further develop and explore making this into a product or revenue source for the Harry Potter, uh, the Harry Potter Academic Conference so that they can continue to be sustainable as a conference. Um, and so uh, it's a wicked brainchild of mine um, and we may continue it through uh, the leadership portion as well in the fall, given that the class takes our Harry Potter leadership. Um, and so the mission, vision and values is you had two professors go, hey, let's create this conference years ago because we're going into our 12th year years ago and they've been funding it. They've been organizing it and they're overwhelmed. And so when we went in probably around the sixth or seventh years when we started getting involved with the Harry Potter conference, so around 2017. And um, we're like, what can we do to help? And it took them a year to allow us to help. Um, and then this past year, because of everything that's been going on in the community, I mean, from COVID to obviously people are familiar with the Twitter gate that's been going on with Rawling. The community has had a lot of responses, right? And so we've been addressing this, but What's interesting about this academic conference is that when it was first formed, people wouldn't take it seriously, right? Oh, come on, it's Harry Potter. What do you mean you're gonna create an academic conference? You're full of it. So they made it as academic as they could. Yeah. And But it's also a nonprofit. And so when you look at academic conferences such as AOM, Academy of Management, or you look at my association, which is the Association for Education, Educational Communications and Technology, they have clearly stated mission, vision, and value statements. Well, the Harry Potter conference didn't because you're dealing with a philosophy teacher or religion teacher, and you're dealing with a chemistry teacher. They're not familiar with nonprofits. I mean, they work for a nonprofit, but that doesn't mean you understand the organization of a nonprofit. And so what we're helping them do is now formalize it and make it apparent on their webpage, which is how you're introduced to this, is this is who we stand. And it becomes really important in today's political world, today's academic world, today's post-COVID world of making that clear because COVID benefited us. We were able to do and invite people globally to the conference because it had to be online. 
And so what we're trying to do is continue to build an infrastructure and the sustainability of a hybrid conference. So people who can't travel there for a variety of reasons, which does come down to money at a lot of times, you know, it's $15 to get into the conference. That's not a heavy lift, but traveling to Pennsylvania is a heavy lift and the food and, you know, so those things are going to be more of a heavy lift than being able to sign into a Zoom. So if we can get the sustainability, all of a sudden we can build an infrastructure that they can go back to from year to year to allow this to continue to be a global conference. Um, and so my class is exploring how can we make this more sustainable so that Patrick and Karen are not funding it all themselves. And so they have a very committed 125 or so people who come back, which we are part of, regardless of the fact that we're on the board, we go back because it's our it's our people's, you know, we've got a community there. Have you seen the popularity from the students kind of ebb and flow a little bit? Or has it been really die hard as they come in? Um, it ebbs and flows. Mm -hmm. So um, what's really hard for us is when we have die hard fans and then you've got a group of, well, I'm just taking it, you know, that's, that makes it hard because we've had classes where they'll bring in their toys, they'll wear the robes, they'll bring in their wands, they'll bring in their Harry Potter stuff. And that makes it fun for us because we go to class in our robes. Um, Barbara decided to get her her uh, doctoral robes because I looked at her and said, you get to go to class every day in your robes for Harry <laughs> Potter. So she'll wear her, her, her regalia, her actual regalia for it. Um, and when I get my regalia, I, I hope to be wearing my regalia in for our class to teach it in. But the first year we taught it, because Baru was the teacher in lead, I was Dobby, the, the course elf, um, and not the house elf. I was the course elf. And so I have Dobby ears. Barbara surprised me one year, and she got me crocheted Dobby ears. And one year, because the students are required to film as one of their assignments, um, somebody borrowed my Dobby ears. So, I mean, students have a blast with it too. And so it's a lot of fun for us, but we do do a review of the the um, leadership that we've taught them just to make sure that they've learned something. Yeah, just at, fun. At, the end of, at, at the end of the course, like the first time we taught it, we just kind of did a pop quiz at the end of the semester. And they boom, remembered boom, boom, everything boom. from, yeah. you know, at the start of the semester, all the way through talking leadership theories in understanding them and remembering them. Yeah. Which is pretty darn exciting. Did you ever think you'd enjoy that kind of success where you see the students really have things soak in and then use it potentially in everyday life as business leaders? It's what you want. I, yeah, it's definitely <laughs> what you want. It's what you want. Um, but yeah, it was pretty exciting to see it. And it's, it's exciting to see students get excited about it because mm -hmm. I think they're sort of, you know, they're unsure what this, what this is going to be, what's going to be about, what's this going to look like. And as, as the class starts rolling and they just start getting into discussions, you know, they're, they're in their, their teams, their houses, and they discuss different questions and stuff that, that we we've asked them, but then they, you know, start having this, these conversations across groups and they get so into it. And, it doesn't take them very long before they realize like, oh my God, I, I can understand this. I can understand this theory because it makes so much sense in this world that I'm familiar with. And it's like, ah, oh. and, and you, you can see the lights go off. You can see them get excited about it. And it's, it's exciting uh, as a faculty member to watch that happen. Yeah. It's a lot of fun for us.
thinking of literary world, thinking of the film world, are there any other series that you could point to and go, you know what, that would make a great course for leadership? Absolutely. Hands down. We've talked about reformatting and presenting us back to um, the the School of Business, to the faculty to for approval of, an, of a um a little bit of a, a tweak, an update. Um, both Barbara and I happen to love Marvel and DC, um, particularly Marvel. And so we wouldn't have a problem if a team were the Avengers and the team were um, the X-Men. And, and, and we would be fine with that because it's all about leadership development, right? All of them display horrid leadership skills or really good leadership skills, yeah. right? If we tweak this, we would go ahead and say, okay, who are the characters? And this is who our team, And but we can have fun drawing back and forth with their familiarity of the questions that we do. Um, part of team-based learning is, is a, a, a very important skill is facilitation and taking students' answers and having them explain them and finding out, does it sway another team? Or how would this character see it in the leadership and we could easily do that between teams who are marvel versus or maybe not versus Hogwarts, yeah, but in in a course like that you would you would obviously get a variety of people who are into different things and mm -hmm. th then you could ask more generic type of questions that might not say well what do you think superman you know would do blah 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 but you would ask something more generic where these pockets of students who are into various things would come up with the characters that would, you know, you know, who fits this, this leadership theory. And, and, and an and, example of yeah, it. Yeah. And, and they will do all that analysis themselves. Yeah. Um, it's fun. And that's, that's, what's really cool about it. You know, cause we come up with the answers. We'll sit here and we'll have the answers. Yeah, we, we have our own discussion our while own, they're doing. Yeah. Their so, so we're discussing our answers and you would think, we would have the same answer from year to year and we don't we change really um and the students answers and this is the beauty of the team-based learning the team-based learning style um where the teams come up with an answer because yes we're experts but collectively we're not going to be out experting you necessarily it, you you may come up with such good and, and it does happen yeah yeah they do. It, it constantly happens you come up with such good reasoning i step back and go well, you know, I hadn't, wow. And and because I gamify my classes, right? They, they're Hogwarts, right? They get house points. So all of a sudden, you know, they're they're competing housewise and, and the, the points and stuff. And the most exciting thing, and we don't know how to replicate it. All we can say is if anybody decides to do this, create courses like this, write down what gets them. Like, for instance, we decided to add women in leadership. Okay. into the course and barbara looked at me she goes i don't want to do this i don't want to have this discussion this is going to fail and without fail it is and they say this it is one of their favorite sessions to have and it drives her nuts i've introduced other types of of exercises in there and she's like i don't like this this is gonna suck they're not gonna like it and they always blow her away because when you give it to the creativity of the team you ha they just go with it in their knowledge and passion about the material which house at hogwarts do you gravitate to uh, i think i was sorted into gryffindor yeah but who are you really 
I oh, think um, you're, I think you're a cross. Uh, Ravenclaw or, Sna- or Slytherin? No, Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a cross, I guess, between Ravenclaw and, and Gryffindor. But um, she has very Slytherin tendencies. She's Hufflepuff. I'm a, I'm a Hufflepuff. So <laughs> Pottermore put me in Ravenclaw, and I looked at Barbara, and my jaw was on the table. I'm like, how in the hell did I get sorted into into Ravenclaw? I'm not that smart. I see you being in Ravenclaw. Um, but anybody who knows me, I am a Hufflepuff. I mean. I play in the garden. I experiment with stuff like I, I'm totally loyal to 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 a fault. Um, I'm so a Hufflepuff, but um, apparently Pottermore saw me as as someone smart. Not that my Hufflepuffs aren't smart; they're smart. That's Barbara Way and Annette Dolwitz. Dr. Way is an associate professor in the Class School of Business and director of the school's honors program. Anetta serves as an edgic professor within the Class School of Business. Both serve on the Harry Potter Academic Conference Editorial Board. As longtime members of the UAB community, this duo definitely has a great idea of what it means to be a blazer. You know, I think for me, it really is the appreciation of where our students come from and what they're trying to achieve with their lives and having the honor and I, I mean it sincerely, having the honor to be of service to them to help facilitate those goals. Um, I guess it goes back to the original reason I took the job at UAB. Um, as I said, I'm a first-generation college student, and it appealed to me that um, you know UAB is essentially kind of like where I went undergrad, which was Wayne State in Detroit. Um, it's, it's heavily first generation, uh, college student. And, uh, I wanted to be in that, that kind of environment. Uh, so I, I enjoy our first generation students. I enjoy our, um, inter- international students, which come from a broad background. Many of them, um, fairly privileged from, from wherever they are, but a lot of them not, um, a lot of them have gone through challenges and life experiences that you know I just can't even fathom um, and for them to end up here at UAB and um, you know all everybody coming together this unique diverse group of students um, who come together and and learn from each other and yeah. uh, it's an honor you know, to be a and part we, of it. And we learn from them mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's the environment that I wanted to be in, and that's, I guess, what being a blazer means to me. Be sure to check out past episodes of the UAB Green and Told podcast. Listen in at alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold. Have a story to share or know someone who does? Email greenandtold at uab.edu. Finally, be sure to follow us on social media. Just search UAB Alumni on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening, and until next time, go Blazers.